Good morning. It's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all those who have been mothers and are mothers and will be mothers. It's kind of a hard podcast for me. I'm I'm entitling this Mothers, Moms, and Monsters because uh, mothers have changed a lot over the course of the last few decades. Um, A lot of different cultures, a lot of different mothers. Too many kids on the streets doing whatever they want because mothers want to be their friends or mothers don't care. Too many kids on the streets having drugs because mothers are drug addicts or drinkers, alcoholics. I actually binged watched um, the sitcom called Mom, which is about drug addicts trying to recover and their AA meetings, etc., and the struggles of a single mother who slept with too many people. Two kids from two different fathers, and her mother, who was an addict and a drunk and left her places that she shouldn't have and was not there for her. And then the AA person who is older and has been sober for 32 years, and now one of those mothers that I talked about before believes that she's more like a mother than she ever had before. And then there's my own mother. I had my problems. I mean, I was, I'm sure, a rambunctious child. I had a high IQ and all that stuff, and so I was precocious. And my mother had a hard time with me, but she was also a working mother. And working mothers have to rely on other people to watch their children and get the reports back from those people and then deal with the discipline. The problem was, of course, there's always problems in every family. I don't think there's a totally functional family anywhere. Um, Although I did hear from a friend this week who says that she was brought up in total safety, all kinds of safety, financial, emotional, physical, mental. And I don't know many people like that. Most people have had some kind of dysfunction in their lives, and it's not the mother's fault. I'm not faulting mothers. I'm faulting our society for what we've done to mothers and how mothers believe they should now be. My mother was a working mother, so she got home at 1 or 2 in the morning. We owned a restaurant and bar, and uh, she got home 1 or 2 in the morning, and I'd see her a little bit in the daytime. Saw my father if I stayed up real late, so he came home, and mostly had babysitters who were sometimes horrendous. Um, As we got older, of course, you get to learn who your mother is when you're an adult, and it's two adults learning who the other person is. And that was different. We had our ups and downs there, too, because, of course, there's formed opinions and and a history. So I don't know if you all know about what happened with my mother, but um, we hadn't spoken for all many, many years. And then she lost my brother, her son, and I went home because he was my brother. And my mother blamed me for his death because I had dropped him as a baby. I dropped him maybe, I don't know, 16 inches to a very nice soft floor or whatever, and he rolled and he was fine. But he had a cerebral aneurysm and died when he was 20. So for 18 years or so, I they hadn't spoken to me. I think it was 14, but anyway, somewhere around there. And I went home for his death, and I was blamed for his death. Okay, I got through that. I don't take those things personally the way most people do because I I lived alone from the time I was 11. I lived in the cemetery. I had uh, Seneca grandmothers, six of them, who helped raise me, and a lot of people in the community I chose as family. So it's a little different for me as far as mothers go. As time went on, when my father died, even though I had siblings, guess who my mother came to live with? Me. 
And she lived with me until we found her another place that she wanted to live. And then she got married again. And I took care of their property for them in many ways and got to know her husband very well. And then he died. And guess where my mother went after that? She came down south where I was. She expected me to live up there, even though I have an older brother and a younger sister. My older brother is a half-brother. My younger sister stopped speaking to me when my father died because I took care of my mother. There's dysfunction for you. So, okay, so she moved down south. She bought her own home and ended up in a lot of trouble in the neighborhood because she didn't like the neighborhood and um, <clears throat> eventually had to sell that house, and she was going to move to Texas to a, a facility that would have cost her thousands of dollars a month, and she didn't have any money. She, she had two pensions from my father that weren't that high, and then her Social Security. And the house next door to me became available, and another friend of mine who had lost a lot of stuff in Hurricane Katrina was looking for a house and had bought property close to here. And I called them both up and said, you want to live together? The house next door is available. And they both, oh, yeah, yeah, we want to live together. So the house next door became my mother's house and Elsa's house. And for seven years, they lived together. And I played the intermediary. But people couldn't believe that I brought my mother back close to me again. And what I said to them was, yeah, my mother has been hateful to me. But she bore me. She gave me life. And I respect it. And I had to honor it. Because one of the Ten Commandments is to honor your mother and father. I did so while they were on earth. And I honor my mother and father who are not on earth. So... She lived here for several years. And then I was very busy with suicidal kids and my own business and writing books and all those things. And I had to travel a lot. So she and Elsa would be here and my friend Lori, my colleague, was here. But I guess my mother didn't like that because I wasn't around enough for, for whatever reason. And so she started kind of fighting with Elsa and she was also getting older. So was Elsa. But she started accusing Elsa of stealing things like a paring knife. So Elsa went out and bought 50 paring knives and said, choose which ones you want. I didn't take your paring knife, but she threw them all away and threw them at her basically because she said, she said the paring knives weren't made in the United States. They were made in China and she didn't want any part of them. That's, my mother was very anti-China activist. Um, but anyway, they continued their kind of in and outs. And eventually I was in Texas doing a course on teaching teachers how to teach in the classroom, classroom management. And my mother decided while I was gone that she was going to move out. And nothing I could say on the phone could help. And Lori went over and tried to talk to her. She was living well in a nice house with good water and all that stuff. But she was going to go spend the money, probably my half-brother's money, to rent someplace else. And um, she moved while I was gone. She moved 10 miles away. She didn't want anybody to know her address. So I didn't know her address. I knew her phone number, and she never answered. And uh, I knew her Facebook page, but she never responded or went on the Facebook page again. And that's how I thought it was going to be left for a long time, probably five years. And if she, I, she's only 10 miles away, and I couldn't find her. So I went on about my life because that's what I always did. And then a couple years ago, 20 uh when was it 1958 i guess 2018 i had my high school reunion up north and so i drove up to buffalo um i wasn't going to go because it was so stormy it was horrible storms and i came outside and said well i don't have to go to my high school reunion i can stay here and not drive in this stuff 
and two crosses that were in the backyard turned on when I said that. I put my face in my hands and, and said, okay, if you want me to go, I'll go. And when I picked my head back up, the two crosses turned off, so I got in the car. And when I got to, to uh, Fredonia, which is south of Buffalo, New York, 20 hours later, I, I did whatever I was going to do for my reunion. And then it hit me, because other people were doing it also, that I should go to the cemetery, visit my brother's grave and my father's grave. And I did so. And when I got to the headstone, I stood in shock. And there's no way to describe what that shock was like, because I saw my mother's name on the headstone. It said she died in 2016. Nobody told me. I didn't know. Never got to say goodbye and never any closure on the, the moving away and all those things that happened during that time. Am I angry at her? No. Am I resentful of her? No. Am I angry at myself? Not really. I was a little bit because I didn't take some more steps to try to reconcile whatever, but I had done it so many times it was tiring to me. Do I just accept it? And now I do. And so Mother's Day... I just say, hey, Mom, you're up there or you're down there, wherever you are, based on how you dealt with God. Um, I forgive you. I have forgiven you forever. I always have. And I hope that you're resting in peace. But then there's all these other mothers. And the mothers who don't want to be mothers, who spread their legs for anybody, get pregnant and go have abortions and kill the babies. Now, my mother didn't do that, thank God. Chelsea Clinton thought her mother was just, just, you know, deprived because she wasn't, didn't have access to uh, Planned Parenthood to get an abortion. She doesn't even realize what she said. She wouldn't be here, and that would probably be a gift to the world. But um, I'm angry at those women who think that now sex is just for whatever reason, and if you get pregnant, kill the kid. And you can wait nine months to decide in, in many states, and then you just put that baby who's born, not aborted, but born up on the shelf and let it die, as if it was aborted. And people say to me, well, that's their body, their choice. Yeah, they have choice. Why do they choose to be whores and sluts? Why do men choose to be just sperm donors, sperm givers, sperm whatevers, and then decide that whatever comes of that, they, they don't have to deal with the consequences of it? I disagree with the people who think, you can just go out there and screw whoever you want. If you get pregnant, throw the baby away. Those aren't mothers. And now they're calling mothers birthers. You birther people. Yeah, birthers. People who actually had the babies are celebrating Mother's Day. Mother's Day. It's not having the babies that gives you that Mother's Day honor. It's being the mother. You have a duty. You have a responsibility. You got pregnant. You bore a baby. Your, your duty is to guide that child into an adulthood that serves humanity. That's what your duty is as a mother. Some do it very well. Some have wonderful kids. And believe me, you look at somebody's kids, you can tell who the mother is. You look at the mother and you'll figure out who the kids are going to be. And I'm, so I'm disappointed in mothers. I, I don't want to celebrate Mother's Day. I don't think that we have motherhood in America the way we always did or the way we should. Too many mothers are monsters. Too many of them are just filled with madness. Um, some of them are just moms, but and some are just mothers. But they also are trying to be buddies and friends to their kids, and friends will let you down often. And a lot of my kids' friends used to let them down and betray them. So you don't want to be buddies. Your job as a mother is guidance. God gave you a gift. 
the gift of a little life and said, guide this child of mine through the mazes of puppyhood, <laughs> being a baby and learning how to walk and talk and teach them the right words, teach them the way to kneel, teach them the way to have compassion, to love. And that's your job. And then when that child is old enough, help them get on their feet to go out and help others in the world and have other babies and help those babies. But I don't see a lot of mothers in many different kinds of communities. I don't care if you're black or Hispanic or Chinese. I don't care. Or white. God forbid if you're white. I don't see many mothers doing that anymore. They're all into themselves. They say, well, I'm a working mother. I can't do it. And that's something that the Democrats did is put women into the workforce and change the family right there. But I, I don't want to hear excuses. Either have the baby and treat it like it's your baby. Like you, I mean, people treat their animals sometimes better than their babies. But treat it like it's your baby or don't spread your freaking legs. You think condoms work? They don't work 95, 97% of the time. So you're going to get pregnant. And you men out there celebrating Mother's Day. Okay, so you're sending flowers to your mothers and you're having them, taking them out to dinner or lunch or whatever. Well, how are you treating other women? How did you treat women most of your life? Like receptacles for your sperm? Like, you know, something to just enjoy and throw away? How did you do that? That's going to be somebody's mother or is at least somebody's daughter. And somebody's daughter has a mother. So you're treating the mother of that daughter the same way when you treat that daughter that way. Obviously, I'm a little upset about all of it. I'm upset at the men and the women who are doing all these things. I'm upset at uh, the Democrats for thinking there's 32 more genders than there are male and female. I'm upset that the male and females that we've had in our country have turned into males and females that I don't want to recognize anymore. But for those of you who have been moms, who have been mothers, who understand what mothers are about, and those of you who have mothers who have treated you so well, given you life, and helped you become who you are so that you're a better person, Happy Mother's Day. For the rest of you, I have nothing to say to you. Go to earthwalk-usa.net or earthwalk.podomatic.com or iTunes or Spotify. Listen and share. God bless America.